I'm going to go out on a limb and say that our church has never been called a shouting church. But this Advent, we're going to learn to shout. We're going to learn to shout, or to use a fancier word, a $5 word, not a $10 word, but a $5 one. We're going to learn to acclaim, to make acclamation. I had to look that word up. Here's what the dictionary said. An acclamation is a calling to, or an appealing It is a loud and eager expression of assent or approval. It is a shouting in honor of. And I think you'd all agree that the Lutheran Church has never been known to be a shouting church, nor do we really want to be, okay? We're not going to learn to shout and to acclaim the Lord uh, during this Advent season so that we can come into this place and scream our heads off. That's not what we're all about. Our emotions are captive to God's word. Right? We don't come and try to put on an act, try to put on a show, try to drum up a certain kind of experience, but, but it's true that there is an experience that happens when you hear God's word. There is joy that wells up in the forgiven heart. There are intercessions that pour out in fervent intercession when you know the, uh, the needs of others around you. That experience is something that shouting can give voice to. And even if we're not going to shout and scream at the top of our lungs, we can put it this way, we're going to be able to shout in faith. After all, the Lutheran church might not be a shouting church, but still waters, how does the saying go? Run deep. And so even when we aren't screaming, but when we're singing, even when we're simply speaking, I want you to have the acclamation of faith in your heart's and in your minds. So think of what makes you shout. After all, the psalm says, blessed are they that know the festal shout, not those who know the murmur, not those who know how to whisper, but those who know the festal shout. Usually, shouting comes because of some kind of intense experience. Could be a very negative experience, right? It could be a very painful thing that you're going through. Maybe you're trying to lift something that you really shouldn't be trying to lift, and as you do it, you let out one of these shouts. And you get the thing where it needs to go. But there's better kinds of shouting. There is the happy shout that comes when something great happens, the happy shout that comes when you get good news or when your team is winning. It's the happy shout of acclamation. Yippee, right? And it doesn't really matter what's said. The content of those shouts isn't important. The point is to just let out a jubilant noise, to make a loud sound. Well, Scripture is full of shouts. And in Scripture, the shouts actually matter. The content of those shouts are important. And so tonight, we're going to just settle in on this word, Hosanna. You know that word very well, don't you? We sing it every week, and even if we don't shout it, we sing it a little bit louder than normal, right? We sing it in our communion liturgy before we come up for the Lord's Supper. Hosanna to the Lord. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But like most shouts, that word doesn't always register as meaning much. It's kind of like shouting, Alleluia. Does anybody know what Alleluia means? means praise the Lord, right? But when you're saying it, you're not thinking, ah, yes, this is the Hebrew word for praise the Lord. You're just saying, hallelujah, something good is happening. Christ is risen, hallelujah, and you make a loud noise. 
The word Hosanna, you heard it in different ways in our readings tonight. The word Hosanna means save us. That's what the word literally means. It's a Hebrew word, and you heard it in Hezekiah's prayer. We jumped kind of right into the middle of that reading of Hezekiah, and you might have been a little bit confused about who the Rab Shekah is and who Hezekiah was and why the situation was so dire. So I want you to learn tonight to say Hosanna with Hezekiah, to shout with Hezekiah who spoke those words out of an intense need. Here was the situation. Let me kind of paint you the picture. The king of Assyria had come down, and the king of Assyria was a big, important, powerful guy in the ancient world. The Assyrians were feared. Might not mean much to you, Sennacherib, the Rabshakeh, who are these people, but in the ancient world, they were the kind of people you didn't ever want to encounter. You never wanted to hear, oh, the Assyrians are coming, because that only meant one thing. You were going down. The Assyrians had come to the kingdom of Israel in the north and had pretty much decimated them, wiped them out, and the king of Assyria had a plan. He thought, you know what? I've come this far and taken Israel. Why don't I just finish the job down in Judah? And so you heard a little bit of how he went into these fortified cities in Judah, Lachish and Libna, and he took them over. No problem. And the king of Assyria knew that he was a powerful guy, so he sent his messenger, the Rabshakeh, to give a message to Hezekiah. And you heard that message. It was basically this, give up, resistance is futile. Look at all these other nations. They tried to resist us, and what happened to them? They were wiped out. You stand no chance, Hezekiah. Just give up. It was out of that situation that Hezekiah said this prayer. Save us. Save us. It's a simple prayer, isn't it? It's only two syllables, save us. It's three in Hebrew, Hosanna. But out of the intensity of that situation, those words take on a deep meaning. Isn't this what our sufferings do? When you're going through things and everything is fine and dandy, you come to church and you say the prayers and you mean them. I don't mean that we don't mean them, but they don't have much fervor. When you're suffering, when you're sick, when someone you know is in trouble, when your nation is kind of falling apart, as maybe ours is, when the Holy Christian Church seems to be ripping apart at the seams and nothing seems to be going well, all of a sudden those prayers, save us, O Lord, take on a new kind of intensity, don't they? It did for King Hezekiah. And if we're going to learn to shout like King Hezekiah this Advent, it's good for us to look around and really see the situation that we're in. The king of Assyria is not knocking on our door. The Rab Shekah is not shouting and taunting you. But there's plenty of oppression, isn't there? There is plenty of persecution for Christians in the world. There are plenty of those who would love to see us crumble and fall apart, who will do anything in their power to make Christians look foolish You've probably heard their words. You've probably experienced some of that persecution. It is the normal way that this old evil age looks on Christians. But it's not the way that most of us grew up. The darkness is deepening around us, and we feel it. And it's not pleasant, is it? It's not pleasant to hear all of the headlines that go around. It's not pleasant to look around and talk to people and realize you know what, we really don't have very much in common anymore. And as bad as things are around us, we also know 
that there are problems within us too. It's not just an out there kind of a problem. Our own sinful nature continues to torment us. There are things that we just can't stop doing, so it seems, doesn't it? There are faults that we can't stop committing. There are things that we can't get out of our minds. There are words and habits that we just find ourselves continually saying. This is the situation that we are in, and while it's not the king of Assyria saying he's going to destroy us, it is the experience of each and every Christian in this old age. And if you don't feel that, If you don't experience that, well, then either you aren't awake and you're not paying attention or God has miraculously spared you. (laughs) I think it's probably more likely the former. Learn this Advent your true situation. Hezekiah had nowhere else to turn. He couldn't go to the king of Egypt. He couldn't go to the king of Israel. He couldn't go to any other ally. He turned to the one place that he could actually find help. And so his cry His shout, his acclamation was a fervent one, the kind that you have when you're actually experiencing suffering, when you're actually going through something evil. He turned to the Lord and he said, Hosanna. Every time you say that word over these next few weeks as we come to Christmas, don't let it be an empty word. Don't let it just be three syllables that show up on the page and so are supposed to come out of your mouth, but actually take to heart what the content of that word means. Hosanna, save us, O Lord. Learn to shout that with Hezekiah, but also learn to shout those words with the crowds around Jesus. Because by the time of Jesus, the words Hosanna had become so commonplace. Those words Hosanna had been answered so many times by the Lord that they no longer were a shot in the dark. Maybe he will hear us, but they were a confident plea. So when the crowds are surrounding Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem, and they are going crazy. I mean, talk about a shouting church. There they are, throwing their clothes on the ground, throwing branches on the ground. Talk about an intense kind of experience. They shout out to him, Hosanna. And it's no longer a prayer of maybe someone will help, but it is a confident assertion. Here is our Savior. He is coming to help. Now, if you took a poll of all those people who were shouting to Jesus, I bet you'd get all kinds of different answers about what they wanted him to do. But they got this one thing right, that he is the one who alone can help. He is the one who truly can deliver his people. So shout with them. Shout with Hezekiah, Hosanna to the Lord, because we desperately need it. Learn your true situation, but also learn your true Savior. For the one that we address with Hosanna is the same Jesus. The same Jesus who came humble and lowly still comes to us now. And he, he has given us a great promise that he will never leave us or forsake us. He has given us a great promise that none who belong to him will ever be stolen out of his hand, no matter how bad the situation is all around us. He who defeated the king of Assyria still fights for you. So shout, to him, not screaming with your heads, but shout by faith, trusting in this Lord Jesus for deliverance from whatever troubles you. Learn to shout with King Hezekiah, Hosanna, and learn to shout with that great crowd, Hosanna, for truly, truly we have a great cry, a great acclamation of hope, of hope, not of pain, of hope. 
Shout to the Lord. To him be the glory now and forever. Amen.